Wow. Well, I'm, I'm going to pray again, but um, actually, let's just do that now because I just got prayed over, but I'm going to pray again for myself <laughs> for this message this morning. Um, Heavenly Father, we just welcome you into this place, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God, for the time of worship. We thank you for the time just to be able to glorify your name, to be able to lift you up in this place, God. I pray that as we continue through the service right now, Jesus, as I bring the word, Holy Spirit, that you would move upon this place, that you would give me the words to speak, that you would open the hearts of your people to receive all that you want to do this morning, Lord Jesus. Open our ears to hear you, Lord God. Help us to apply this to our lives, Lord, that it would not just fall on deaf ears today, Lord Jesus, but that we would receive it and we would take it with us home, Lord Jesus, and apply it to our lives, Lord Jesus, so we can walk out in the fullness of freedom that we have available to us this morning, Lord Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name, we all say amen. Okay, is anyone else crying from worship? Yeah? Am I the only one? Okay, it's fine. <laughs> I had a moment. Awesome. So we're in the Brand Me series right now. We launched it last week. How good was Nikolai's word last week? So powerful, so good. He spoke about the identity of God, and he spoke about how we sometimes in our lives try to shape shape God into this perfect image of what we want for ourselves, but ultimately he was able to share with us and teach us who God says he is, and for us to be able to follow in those footsteps. So um, I want you to turn to your neighbor. This is the subtitle of our series. It is Made to be Marked, and I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, you were made to be marked. Turn to your other neighbor and say, you were made to be marked. <laughs> I love how some people did the, to be marked. Like I just did. <laughs> that was perfect. I love it. Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to be continuing um, the series this week. Um, we're going to be diving a little bit more into finding freedom in Jesus, um, applying that to our lives, what that looks like. We're going to be diving into um, a, a woman in the Bible. Her name is Mary Magdalene. There's not much about her in the Bible, actually, but the few verses that do talk about Mary Magdalene are very powerful, and she has a very beautiful and power, uh, powerful story. So the title of my message today is Identify Your Definition. Identify Your Definition. Everyone's probably like, what does that mean? Because <laughs> when I wrote that, when it came to me, I was like, what does that mean, God? <laughs> Identify your definition. I'm going to tell you, okay? Um, so we're about to learn about Mary, and she is a woman in the Bible who suffered greatly with, um, under the oppression of demonic attack for years of her life. Um, she is someone that Jesus set free. Um, she then became a loyal follower of Jesus and ultimately, she was the one that was at the foot of the cross when he was crucified. And also um, the first person to witness Jesus' uh, resurrection and to be a witness to the disciples and to the world. So she is quite a remarkable woman of God that doesn't get spoken about that much. But um, I've just been so, um, I've been so moved by her story. And has anyone here watched The Chosen? Okay, cool. We got Chosen fans in here. I actually have not, <laughs> I will um, confess. I have not watched the whole thing. I know, shame, shame on me, it's fine. I've already reconciled it with the Lord, we're good. <laughs> I do want to watch the whole thing though, but I actually watched um, an episode, the first, I think it's the first episode, um, with Mary Magdalene like a long time ago, and I was just reminded as I was preparing for the message today, um, the Holy Spirit just reminded me of that message, or of that 
episode, and I haven't watched it in so long, and it just, I rewatched it, and then bawled my eyes out, and it's so beautiful, so watch it if you haven't, and I will make sure to watch the whole seasons of The Chosen. I'm one episode in. Yes, good start. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so let's turn to Luke 8, 1 to 3. Luke 8, 1 to 3. And it says, soon afterward, he went on through cities and villages. This is Jesus we're speaking about. Proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And the 12 were with him. And also some woman who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Mary Magdalene. From whom seven demons had gone out. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's household manager and Susanna and many others who provided for them out of their means. Awesome. We're also going to jump to Mark 16, verse 9. And this is after the resurrection, so stay with me. I'm just backing it up. Now, when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. Awesome. So I'm going to be a little bit bold this morning. Is that okay? I'm shaking a little bit because I know what the Holy Spirit wants to do today. <laughs> I'm, kinda, I'm not scared. It's not from a place of fear, but it's from a place of expectancy. So I want you to just get on the edge of your seat and get ready because God's going for it today. Are you ready? You don't sound ready. You're making me nervous. <laughs> Stay with me. Are you ready? Okay. Awesome. Okay. So first encounter that... Mary Magdalene has with Jesus. Jesus is just starting out his ministry. He just gets baptized by John the Baptist and um, goes out into the wilderness, gets tempted by Satan, and then comes back and starts his ministry. And he actually sets Mary Magdalene free from years and years of oppression and demonic attack that she'd been suffering from. And I just can only imagine, like, having that moment, that encounter with Jesus. I don't know about you. I'm sure many of us have suffered with things in our life and have struggled with things I know I have for myself. And when you have an encounter with Jesus and he marks you in that moment, it is something that you cannot turn back from. It is something that you have to fully step into and be like, okay, God, you have changed my life. You have set me free. You have transformed me. You have brought me from A to B, and now I am free. And it's it, 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 for her, it actually allowed her to be able to step out and become a loyal follower of Jesus Christ. Um, now, I was just thinking, I was, I was thinking through Mary's life. I'm like, man, I'm sure along the way it was probably very difficult. I'm sure, um, I mean, I was applying it to my own life in moments where Jesus has set me free from things, free from my mental health, free from um, of needing to be loved by men before I was married and um, so many things that um, I tried to do and fell into sin because I just, I, I didn't believe in the freedom that Jesus had given me and he had already spoken over my life. And I just think, I'm thinking through Mary and I'm sure it wasn't a moment of she got set free and then she just started walking with Jesus and everything was 
exciting and great. Like she was also a woman. And at that time, that's very difficult um, for her to be a woman and also to be following Jesus, who was not a very popular person at the time. And so think about it. She's just set free from years and years and years of suffering and oppression. I'm sure lies and lies upon lies from the enemy that was attacking her. And now she's just been set free. She's having new eyes, new ears to be able to see who this God is. And she starts to follow him. He must have made a pretty big impact in her life in that moment for her to be able to say yes to him. And so um, the first point is get behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Get behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to be bold with saying that right now this morning because I'm going to tell you when I wrote that down on my paper, I was like, oh no, oh no, Lord, why? But this is so crazy because when I was younger, um, I was reminded uh, constantly of that verse in the Bible when um, Jesus goes out into the wilderness and he is tempted by Satan and he says, um, away with me, Satan, and he left, right? And I used to always, it's so funny, but I used to always go around my house whenever I felt like scared of the dark or like, you know, just like those like creepy things where you're like, oh no, the lights are off. <laughs> I'm alone at home. It's scary. Um, I used to always just be like, get behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Get behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus. And it, to be honest, it sounds silly, but at the same time, it built a boldness in me and an authority that I could stand in knowing that I had the authority over darkness because of the Holy Spirit in me. And so um, this morning, I just believe that God wants to start setting some things free in people. So I'm, okay, here we go. Awesome. Okay, I'm just catching up my notes, guys. I'm so sorry. This is a lot today. <laughs> it's a lot. Awesome. Okay. Um, I just really feel like this morning, the Holy Spirit just wants to set people free, captives free in this place. Because the thing is, before Mary could go out and start marking people um, with her life, Jesus had to mark her first. He had to set her apart. He had to set her free. And he had to set her forward to be able to start moving into everything that God had called for her life. And I just feel like I, I, the Holy Spirit just wants to tell you this morning to stop living defined by your past mistakes your past hurts, your past triggers, your past fears, your past influences, your past heartaches, your past offenses, your past mentalities, and start living by faith in who he says you are because he just wants your heart at the end of the day. And I think so many times, us as Christians, we try to like be, come up with this perfect idea of being a Christian, what it should look like. And the thing is, is you're never going to get there. You're going to fail in it because it doesn't exist. The perfect Christian doesn't exist. That's a process of sanctification. It's a, it's a process. It's for your whole life to be able to grow closer and closer and closer into being more like Jesus, into being more like who he is and, and being able to walk out in his love. And that's where grace comes into play. And I just, I just felt so much like, not anger, but like frustration even for my own self, just like constantly, like why do we keep on tiptoeing back into our past? Why do we keep on tiptoeing back into our past? Why do we allow ourselves to be consumed by the temptations that derail our lives? Why do we keep separating ourselves from community when we mess up, when Jesus has already says it is finished? We are devaluing the cross. It is finished. 
It is done. I just want you to say that this morning because I don't feel like we're getting it. Say it is finished and it is done. It is finished and it is done. Jesus has already done it. He's already spoken it. It is finished and it is done. And the thing is, is we cannot move on to the next step of where God wants to take us if we're constantly tiptoeing back into the past, back into our past mentalities, back into our past temptations and mistakes. And the thing is, is the enemy wants to isolate you. The times when you struggle, he wants to isolate you. He wants to bring you out of community. He wants to say, you messed up. You're too far gone. You, you did it again. Oh, why did you do it again? Jesus doesn't love you anymore. There's not enough grace for that. It's too much, too much sin. Too much sin. You're too broken. But God wants to say it is finished and it is done. It is finished and it is done. Awesome. So start identifying the things in your life that are defining who you are, that are not who he says you are, and cast them out. Cast them out. Speak. Say, no more. This is not happening. This is not who I am. Replace the lies with the truth of who God says you are. Constantly. It's a, it's a battle. It's a back and forth. But start to identify the lies. Identify the root of where it came from. And speak it out and say, this is not who I am. This is who God says I am. He has marked you. He has chosen you. He has called you. He's delivered you. He has purposed you. And he set you on a firm foundation in Christ Jesus. Amen? It says in Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. In other versions it says by a yoke of bondage. And we are a church, we, we believe in deliverance, and we believe that Jesus can set us free, and he's a healer, amen? Um, and I just remember, like, um, the times when I used to be scared of talking about those things and, and have fear in it, but the crazy thing is, like, we have authority. We have authority, and we need to claim that authority today in Jesus' name, okay? Awesome. I'm pressing this right now because so many of us get stuck and are blinded, and it's because the enemy is trying to... Um, put us in a box and put us in a hole and help us to not step up. But I just want to tell you today that his assignment is over and people are going to get set free this morning. Amen. But we have to believe it and we have to believe in the authority that he has given us. Awesome. Um, number two, marked by grace. Can we say that together? Marked by grace. Awesome. We're going to fast forward a bit to when Jesus was crucified. And it says in John 19, 25, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And I just think it's one of the most beautiful displays of what Jesus had, did, had done in Mary's life. The fact that he set her free. She was a loyal follower of him. And she was one of the, so there was only one disciple that was at the crucifixion, and that was John. But um, none of the other disciples were there, but Mary Magdalene was there. And those disciples followed Jesus throughout his whole ministry. And I just think it's so incredible that, like, she chose to be there at the crucifixion. I'm sure that was a, I mean, I know it was a horrific scene. Um, and it would have been very traumatizing for her to see. And yet she decided to be there and to be loyal to Jesus and to, to be there in that moment. And I just think... It's so crazy because at the start of Jesus' ministry, when he set her free, she is now at the cross near the end of his ministry before he resurrects and goes back to heaven. And he's on the cross setting the whole world free. 
And so she got to witness that. And I just think that that's so incredible. And in Galatians 2.20 it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And the reason I can stand so confidently here this morning speaking about these things, speaking about having power over darkness, speaking about um, the frustration and wanting to be able to see people set free so they can step out fully into everything God has called you to is because we are marked by grace. We are marked by the cross. And like I said before, we have to stop devaluing the cross. When he says it is finished, it is finished and it is done. And Mary got to witness that. She got to experience the start the, right in that moment when he was on the cross. And he said to the world that it is finished and it is done. But she got to remember the moments when Jesus set her free right from the start at his ministry. And now he was setting the whole world free. Just so incredible and so beautiful. Um, I want you to say that I'm getting you to say a lot of things this morning, but I'm just trying to make sure you're awake. I want you to say, I am marked by his grace. It covers me. One more time. I am marked by his grace. It covers me. Amen. Okay, point number three. Ready, set, go. Ready, set, go. Okay, it says in John 20, 11 to 18, this is after the crucifixion. And after Jesus was buried in the tomb, this is a bit longer, so stay with me. It says, but Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and she wept, and she wept. She stopped to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had laid, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher, Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went out and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. Guys, let's just get this for a minute. She was one of the first people to be able to witness the resurrection of the Lord. So not only did Jesus set her free from the start and she decided from that moment, Jesus has set me free. My life is transformed. I'm going to now step out and become a loyal follower of Jesus. I'm gonna step out of my comfort zone. I'm gonna step out even though I'm scared. I'm gonna step out even though I'm scared of my past creeping back in again and I don't feel like I'm adequate enough to be able to to carry this responsibility of following him and being his disciple. And she followed him all the way to the foot of the cross where she saw Jesus die for the world's sins, everybody's sins, and say that it was finished and it is done. And she followed him all the way through to the empty tomb where Jesus appeared to her first and told her to go out, her next assignment, go out into the world and be a witness 
Be a witness of what you have seen here today. Be a witness of the testimony that I have for your life, that I have set you free, that you have dedicated your life to me, that I have transformed you, what I did on the cross for you, and now I have resurrected. I have resurrected, and there's good news. There's good news. Go tell it. Go tell the world. And you know what the crazy part is? Is when she went to go tell the disciples, they didn't even believe her. They didn't believe her. But she knew. She knew what her definition was now. She knew that she was no longer living in the past definition that defined her, that she was possessed, that she was an outcast, that she was a woman, that, that um, no one could love her. Um, some claim to be that she was a prostitute. That's not, I don't know if that's true or not, so I'm just going to say that, but I don't know if it's true. It's not fully theologically correct. But she was an outcast, and, and people didn't love her, and people didn't want her, and yet Jesus defined her as chosen, as delivered, as transformed, as renewed, as redeemed, and as a witness to go tell the world of the good news. And you know what the amazing thing is now? Is that we have the Holy Spirit, and because of what Jesus did on the cross and when he resurrected, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit when you give your life to Jesus. And that is a mark and a seal of your salvation. A mark and a seal. It says, in Ephesians 1.13, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Um, I'm just going to show a quick picture. I don't know if it's going to work or not. Okay, it looks like nothing. Just stay with me. <laughs> it's like, why are you showing this? But um, there's a backstory. Um, I was standing by our elevator in our building about a week ago. It's like, yeah, just over a week ago. And I had a really rough week, really rough um, time. I was just struggling. I, was, um, I really just felt like I was just being really attacked. Um, I felt so many lies just flooding into my mind. I was feeling inadequate. I was feeling like I wanted to shrink back. I was like, why am I even doing this? Why am I doing ministry? Why am I pastoring? Um, there's just so much. Um, there's so much involved in it. There's so many people's lives at stake. It's scary, and there's a lot of pressure. And I was just feeling, like, very consumed by it. And I was, st I was standing with a bunch of groceries, and I was really grumpy because I had all these groceries in my hands, and I was just struggling, and I was just having a day. And I looked up, and I saw this, if you go to the next picture, cross. A lot of the guys are going to be like, it's just a spacer in the wall. But let me tell you, in that moment, it was one of the most powerful things that could have happened. Because things can be anything if the Holy Spirit doesn't breathe upon it. And so when the Holy Spirit breathes upon something, then it, then he's, it turns into something, right? It, um, and so he was, trying to, he was trying to make a mark in my life in that moment and to remind me that I am marked by grace. I am marked by grace and that he has called me and that it is finished on the cross. And I kept trying to tiptoe back into my past being like, ah, oh, I'm so scared. Like what if, what if things start happening again in my life? What if I start struggling with my mental health again? What if I can't be, like what if I'm too weak to be able to, um, to, to, lead, to lead people? I'm like, God, how can I lead people when I can't even lead myself? 
And I was, this is real, guys. We, this is real thoughts and struggles that we have in our lives. And I mean, at least I think we all have it. If we don't, if it's just me, then um, I guess I'm a messed up person. But that's okay because I'm marked by grace, right? Amen. So, awesome. I think I'm going to stop there. Actually, I'm just going to leave this one thought with you. Because it says in his word to take courage because he has overcome the world. And I think in moments when we're struggling, in moments when we feel like um, we're not good enough or inadequate or feel like, um, you know, God, why have you called me to this place? Because I can't do it. You're not alone. And to take courage because he's already overcome it. Um, and just keep that. Keep that verse in your, in your mind and in your thoughts. It'll give you boldness. It'll give you boldness to step out because you'll know that you're not doing it alone. And I just feel like we could all have a little bit of Mary Magdalene in our life. Be set free, set free from some things and ask the Holy Spirit to start identifying the things in your life that are defining you. And whether that's things that are lies or whether that's things that are truth and who God says you are. Because we're going into this series and we're speaking about brand me and being marked by God. But the thing is, is like I said before, we cannot, we cannot go out and mark and be a witness to other people if we're not first being marked by God ourselves. If we're not first um, asking Jesus into our life, receiving the Holy Spirit, which is a seal, like we said, and then from there, becoming a loyal follower of God and going out into the world and being a witness of the good news. Amen? Okay. I'm going to pray for two separate groups this morning. Is that good? Did that make sense to everyone? Okay. Okay. Everyone's just really quiet today. We're good. Okay. Awesome. I'm going to pray for two separate people because um, I just really feel like the Holy Spirit wants to breathe this morning upon your life. And for things to start coming to the surface. And for you to start being set free. Because here's the thing. He has not called us into darkness. He's called us into his marvelous light. And he says that he's going to set the captives free. And so this morning, if that's you, why don't we just close our eyes all over this place. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now in this moment, God, that you would move in the hearts of your people. That you would bring to the surface the things that have been holding them in bondage and captivity for far too long, Lord Jesus. I pray for the lies that have been so easily entangled in their minds, Lord Jesus, that have kept them stuck and stagnant, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that you would start bringing them to the surface, Lord God. Start bringing them to the surface, Lord, so that they would be able to identify where the source is coming from, Lord God, and they would be able to uproot 
it, Lord Jesus, and throw it away, Lord Jesus, and that you would replace, you would replace those thoughts and those feelings, Lord Jesus, with your truth, who you say they are, Lord Jesus, that they are a child, that they are chosen, that they are delighted in, that they are pleasing, Lord Jesus, that they are, um, that they are an heir to the King of Kings, Lord Jesus, a child of God, Lord God, I pray. I pray, Lord Jesus, that these people would not um, live, Lord Jesus, any more feeling um, in captivity, Lord Jesus, and being afraid to step out into everything that you have called for their lives, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord God, that you would start to to shake some things up, Lord Jesus, in our lives, Lord Jesus. Start to shake it up, Lord Jesus, so that the blinders would come off, Lord God, that they would be able to see you, Lord, and see you in your fullness of glory, Lord Jesus, and that they would be able to run to the throne room of grace, Lord Jesus, and to be able to receive, Lord, everything that you want to pour into their lives, that you want to equip them for, Lord, to be witnesses and disciples of the good news of Jesus, Lord God, we pray.